are many ways you can support Right Up My Podcast, but we'd love it if you pick just one. You can join our Rump Club via Patreon from as little as £3 a month. Get exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content, the inside scoop on upcoming episodes, members-only workshops, no-holds-barred Gwen and Kate Whiffle Waffle, and more. Simply head to patreon.com slash writeupmypodcast. Or if you prefer to be a one-off supporter, you can send us a virtual coffee. Head to buymeacoffee.com slash writeupmy. Follow the links in our show notes and we will love you forever. Thank you. <clears throat> it's right up my street, it's my boulevard, it's right up my straza, oh my god, it's garden right up there, oh, it's right up my podcast. Ooh. Welcome to Right Up My Podcast. This is Gwen Watson. And this is Kate White. And this is the podcast in which we talk to people about the scintillatingly, fascinatingly awesome things that they do to make themselves feel good. That is exactly right. Was that too much? No, that was perfect. (laughs) There's no such thing as too much. (laughs) I realise I'm pretty much saying exactly the same thing in every intro. I just suddenly wanted to change it up a little bit. I like it. Variety is the spice of life. And that was spicy, girl. Wasn't it? Yes. (laughs) Threw in some spice. And um, this episode, episode 13, we are going to be exploring all about the power of play and the importance and the joy in playing, which is something I'm so excited about. But first, this week is Mental Health Awareness Week. And actually, every week should be Mental Health Awareness Week because this is always something that we need to be thinking about and looking out for in ourselves and in our friends and in our loved ones. Yes, this week and in fact all month it is Mental Health Awareness Month. It is more important than ever to do things to make yourself feel good. That is why we are here for you. Indeed, exploring all sorts of wonderful areas of life. Gwen, what have you been doing then since we last spoke to make yourself feel good? Um, I got a kitten. Oh my God, you've sent me pictures of this. It's insanely cute size of your hand so small like ridiculously small and very cute and um if you follow me on instagram um at gwen watson voice you will see nothing else now forevermore (laughs) i am one of those people who just takes photos of every single thing she does um it, she came into my life completely unexpectedly. Yeah. This is all like up until about 72 hours ago, I was 100% a dog person. Wow. So how did this happen? Did Not something you'd been thinking about or planning? No. Can I tell you, this is how I think the universe delivered, right? Because I, I told you, didn't I, the other day I had mice. I came down to discover that mice oh, had yes. eaten through a tea towel covering my leftovers on the kitchen top and had done little mice poos everywhere and I've always (laughs) I take back every time I've said to other people if they've got mice and I'm like oh but mice are so cute I just felt really sick all day I was like oh yeah this is horrible actually they've been pooping they've been weeing god knows what they've been doing I had to wash everything anyway and it crossed my mind maybe I should get a cat because I really don't like I don't want to get like mouse traps and and I don't want to put down poison or anything like that maybe just a cat to scare them away and um and then I was listening to 
um, Ella for Oliphant is completely fine. Do you know that book? Amazing. I do. It's brilliant. Such a good book. And I was listening to the audio book and, yeah. you know, it's so funny. And then you're crying in the next chapter. It's oh, just, yeah. I highly recommend that book. Really, It's been such a joy listening to it. And um, yeah, at one point, her friend brings her a cat, gives her a kitten. And then she's like, she's got this little buddy. And I was like, yes. how nice. Maybe I should get a little kitten as a buddy. Look how easy it is. And then, yeah, it seems like the very next day, my sister got in touch with this photo of a kitten that her daughter, my niece's friend, had brought over. They'd had a batch of kittens and her mum was just trying to get rid of them. And she was trying to palm it oh, off palm on my off. sister. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hang on, universe. I'm hearing you loud yeah. and clear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I just went to, like, give her a cuddle. Next thing, she's here. I love it. And it, she's here and now she lives with you forever and yeah. ever and ever. And she's got the best name. <sighs> Tell us her name. So her name is Toto and that is short for Totoro El Torito. <laughs> it's so exotic. <laughs> why? I have to ask, why is that her name? <laughs> I immediately thought Toto and then I started calling her El Torito and I was like, what is that? Is that that Japanese Studio Ghibli animation you know that one and oh yes yes and the I penny go- has only just dropped yes and i googled it no el torito is an ex-mexican wrestler so i looked up the <laughs> studio ghibli one and that's actually totoro and so yeah she's i call her anything all of those three things yes but she's oh. toto to her friends she's such a oh, joy Gwen. <laughs> I love it. It's just too adorable. Yes, more pictures, more pictures, please. <laughs> I will just say in a quick um, quick punchline, though, I came down the next day. Um, she'd been here like one or two nights. I came down to find a mouse ha- eating her cat food and she was hiding in the corner. So not Are you <laughs> kidding me? Already yeah. the hierarchy of dominance has been set and the cat is at the very bottom of it. That's yeah. hysterical. I'm a bit scared of the mice in your house, actually. That sounds terrifying. You can still come to stay, though. How big is this mouse? It was very tiny, very cute. I was relieved to see it wasn't a rat. So that's one good thing. Yeah. But anyway, I never, th- I never thought I would have a cat and she is a joy. Well, it just goes to show we never know what's going to happen on a day-by-day basis. This time last week, if I'd said to you, you're going to have a cat next week, you'd never have believed me. I would have been like, um, no, never going to happen. Yeah. And now I'm playing with a little cat toy every morning and buying like, you know, little cat mice and I've become such a cat mum. Oh, just think what you'll have done by this time next week. Anything's Who knows? possible. Who knows where life might take you. <laughs> but how about you, Kate? What have you been doing to make yourself feel good? Oh, my God, Gwen. I went for a massage and it was incredible. It was the first massage that I've had since masseurs were not able to practice because of lockdown. And it was so good. Full body, front, back head to toe. Oh. It was brilliant. And I managed to stay awake for the whole section, the whole session, which for me feels like a bonus as well. It was brilliant. And how deep a massage are we talking? Is it like a sports mass, like a sports massage getting right in there or more of a relaxy listening to gongs with a bit of oil? Oh yeah, you've just summed it up there in that last line. Relaxy, gongs, oil. She spent loads of time on my head and on my face, just clearing out all the tension. It was so good. I just floated on the way home. Although I had to walk home and now that it's light later, I was walking in the light, I realised my head, I was like dripping in grease. (laughs) Mascara strewn down my face. I look like such a sight. I needed a sign above my head explaining what had happened. But do you know what? It's worth yeah. it because so many people go to massages and when they offer to do your face or hair, people are like, oh, no. 
for that reason, they're like, oh, no, I don't know. Yeah. Don't don't put oil in my hair or my face. Thanks. But it's so nice, isn't it? Oh, and it's they do my favourite. And they do your scalp and your, and your face. And they pull your hair sometimes. Have you ever had that? And they, I think it's an Indian head massage thing that they do. They, they get a kind of a fistful of your hair and they just gently pull it and they do this over and over again. Oh. And that's one of those moments where you're like, oh, this has gone into a whole new, whole new realm, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. Yes, you may keep pulling my hair. <laughs> Did not know I like this, but okay. Did not know I was into that, but apparently I'm all about it. Yeah. Oh, I'm now pulling my hair. Just to see. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? Oh, it's really yeah. nice. Just stimulates the scalp. I remember doing that in in episode one, way back in with the touch yourself with Kalana thing. Oh, that was the yes. thing I was doing. Yeah, it's really nice on the scalp, isn't it? I forgot about that. Yeah, Kalana was ahead of the game. She was literally. Now I'm trying to pull my hair as well. And in fact, I encourage whoever is listening right now to give your own hair a little tug, just like me and Kate yeah. are doing right at this moment. Just... You'll be surprised how good it feels. Yeah. I'll, yeah, be back with you in just a minute. <laughs> ah, it's right up my podcast. So this is episode 13, The Joy of Play. What is this episode all about, Kate? Well, we talked to Abby Heden, who is the author of a book called Build Yourself Happy, The Joy of Lego Play. So this is a book that explores the lost art of play, as they call it, and all of the benefits to our well-being of rediscovering play. And it's aimed at adults specifically. And although the book is very much focused on Lego, all the things that we talk about with Abby are really relevant to any type of creative play. We start our chat with Abby by asking her, why is play important? I think play is really important because it's one of the few things we do that doesn't have a result as the most important aspect of it. I think as adults, we often want to do something where we can say we achieved this particular thing. So we train to run a marathon or um, we uh, learn a new hobby and we become good at it and we we make something and we show you the thing we made. And play can involve those things, but the really special thing about play is you just do it because it's fun. Hmm. So it's almost like saying the journey is more important than the destination. It's the doing of it that's the fun part. Hmm, and yes. I think as adults, we often get a bit fixated on the result. But if you say, no, today's my day to play, then you don't care what happens at the end. You just care about having fun while you do it. Yes. Fun. This idea of fun is something that we lose sight of sometimes, I think, isn't it? Yeah. And I think we have to be given permission somehow as adults because children just know how to have fun. They, they'll, they'll just you could give children, you know, a cardboard box and they'll make it into something, a robot or a car or a rocket um, or just something to make noise with. But like adults just go, it's a box. And mm -hmm. so I think the whole idea of fun is that you get invited to say well you know just enjoy yourself just pick up these things just touch them move them put them together it's a sort of there aren't any rules and as adults we're really used to there being rules and knowing if we we did it right but with play there isn't really doing it right there's just doing it yeah and when you're talking about this what kind of play are you talking about when you're talking about adult play so, I mean, one of the things that I'm most focused on is Lego, mm -hmm. um, because I was invited to write a book by the publisher DK called Lego Build Yourself Happy. And 
So that's kind of what I've been exploring for the last couple of years. So sometimes I do make things where you um, you get a kit and you follow all the instructions and you end up with uh, like a beautiful model. The Millennium Falcon, etc. <laughs> that's what came to my mind. Yeah, they're epic, aren't they? They're so massive. Yeah, and there are things like huge forests and... Um, like bunches of flowers and I've got a little model Tokyo just over there. Wow. Tokyo is in a model of the entire city of uh, well, Tokyo. Um, no, it's quite it's quite small. It's only about this big. I'm holding my hands up. For the listener that's about a foot long. <laughs> like a foot long sub. Yeah. It's... Length of a healthy trout is what came to my mind. <laughs> the one that got away. Um, no, it's about five buildings from Tokyo. So Brilliant. I loved doing that. And I, I did the Tokyo set right at the start of the first lockdown when we were all feeling quite daunted and afraid, or at least I was. And this idea of focusing my attention for about four hours on you know, step 36, find this piece and put it together with these pieces and add it to that piece is incredibly soothing. Yeah. Um, so so that's one way I've played with Lego. But another way is that I've just enjoyed the sort of physicality of holding the pieces, clicking them together, clicking them apart. So sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm at my desk, I'll just have a few pieces and just kind of idly snap them together. That's interesting, almost like a kind of a fidget that people do just mm. to kind of... Like a stress ball. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, that was really interesting what you said um, about that you, you were drawn to Lego during the first lockdown. Because, Kate, you yes. and I discovered this because during the first lockdown, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, but this n- an animal nature of mine was drawn to jigsaws. And I oh. suddenly had all these boxes of jigsaws and I spent hours doing jigsaws every day. Um, and after the first lockdown, didn't need to. Like it was it yeah. was that that saw me through. And, um, and I was living next door to my ex during that period. And he would come in and sit there doing some of the jigsaw for an hour. Like we would never did it together. That wouldn't work. But, you know, we we were both we it became a really important thing to focus on. Yeah. And you did the same, didn't you, Kate? I was exactly the same. I've never been interested in jigsaws before that. In fact, I was saying to you, Gwen, wasn't I? I've actively, you know, walked out of rooms where I've seen a jigsaw <laughs> laid out on the table in horror at the prospect of doing Judgy. this. But yes, <laughs> yeah. But I really was felt a need to do it. And it was the focusing of it. It was the focusing of my mind so that it wasn't thinking about other things. And there was a kind of calmness around just being absorbed in an activity, which could just as easily have been building a Lego structure or maybe even painting or some something like that. But yes, there was definite... And I haven't done one since. No. Yeah. Strange. So is it something that we are drawn to or that is good for us during moments of say crisis or trauma or when we just can't quite cope with what's going on outside the door well I suppose I mean I I can't claim to be an expert in in crisis exactly but I do think there's an escapism and a joyfulness um in play so whether it's making a jigsaw or, or, you know, modelling with clay or something like that. And equally, lots of people turn to sourdough baking, this really yes. physical yeah. kind of kneading and, and waiting and watching. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, banana bread too. Mm, yeah. Um, and so I think, that, yeah, there's something, if you can find a, a hobby that sort of engrosses your senses and it quietens your your chimp mind that's going, mm. ah, 
about yes. what's going on. It sort of just soothes you. And I, I listened to your episode about the sound therapy and the way and you were talking about the way the sounds sort of can can still your mind, can still yeah. those worries. And I think in a totally different way, play can do the same thing. Just freeing yourself and thinking, what am I going to make? What's happening in the news? It's just like, what am I going to play with now? What pieces can I pick up and how can I how can I make something? Yes. Um, and I also think with Lego, um, I, I mean, my experience is obviously based on this book and other forms of play are available, but there is mm-hmm. something, I think there's a universality with Lego that most of us played with it at school yeah, or play school or at home, depending on how much we had. And I had a big brother who was into the space Lego in the 80s. So we had a mix of like, little people and toys and like massive spaceships flying (laughs) in you know um and I've seen with adults that when they are given a a little pouch of lego they're like yeah no I'm yeah I'm quite sophisticated and then like within moments they're like look what I made Mm. yes like it seems to be like a passport to your earlier self it seems to connect with who you were as a child in this very particular way that maybe some other toys don't. Yeah. Because it's something that we really remember. I think they were just very clever at making a toy that is is kind of built with joy in it. Yeah. And I know it sounds like an ad for Lego, but I just really enjoy playing with it. And I think children and adults around the world do too. So there's there's probably yeah. something in it that's just generally very playful. Isn't that wonderful that the fact that actually as adults it doesn't take us that long to go back to that headspace that kind of joyful simplicity mm. um the transition from oh gosh no I'm you know I'm far too busy slash mature slash uh, sophisticated to engage with that and then as you were saying quite quickly <laughs> you can get really into it yeah yeah because um, when the book was published, we had a little launch party and I, I had these little plastic boxes and a whole load of cards with challenges on. And it was say, build something as tall as you can or build an animal or build something um, that that sums you up or build something beginning with the letter A. And, you know, I would turn around and in the middle of this crowded party, there were people like really focusing on... <laughs> the task and then go look at the thing I made and yes. like it took it was almost like a just a switch from drinking a glass of white wine or a plastic cup of white wine obviously <laughs> and um they would suddenly be like no sorry I need that piece I'm, I'm making something you know they'd be really engrossed in it yeah oh. you said something to me earlier which really interested me something to us earlier about how as adults we can get a di- bit too fixated sometimes on the rules or doing it right and getting to a certain end point. Yeah. Which is something that this type of play forces us to move away from. Mm. Yeah, and it's something I really wanted to invite people into with the book because making kits, like making a model of Tokyo or the Millennium Falcon is is very satisfying in one way, but once you've finished it, it's finished. Mm. And, like, my Tokyo is just sitting there on the shelf next to... Paris and they're both just like being there there's not much more I can do with them yeah but with a like a box I've got a box of bricks I won't pick it up because I will jingle all all down the microphone but it just offers an infinite amount of possibilities so um 
one of the things I suggested in the book was to try uh, building with your eyes closed. Oh. And it's amazing how weird and liberating that is. So I'm just going to show you a thing that I made five minutes before our call um, with my eyes closed. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's it's just... Interesting. It's a random thing. I it mean, doesn't... it does look like you've built it with your eyes closed. Yes, there's... <laughs> it does indeed. Lots of different shapes and colours. It's all sticking out in a way you would never do. No. And... It's not clearly identifiable It's like an as... unfortunate transformer. <laughs> yeah, a transformer's been hit by a truck. But it's joyful. <laughs> a transformer that got stuck. Um, but I do think, when I, when I opened my eyes, that I had that little moment of like, Oh, 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 so it's that. So it's orange on the top and it's kind of got these two pink bits on the front. And if that's the front, maybe maybe it's not. Maybe that's the front. Mm. And like I was immediately thinking, is it a little platform, like a little oil platform maybe or a little creature maybe if you really stretch your imagination? Mm. But in a way, it doesn't matter. It just, it was a thing I would never have built with my eyes open. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. I know that sounds ridiculous, but... If you're not trying to say this is a perfect X, you can just enjoy clipping pieces together and feeling how they actually feel, you know, in this other way, you're kind of breaking some of the rules of your usual perception and your usual judgment. Yes. And I, I mean, mm. I, I would like to, I would never have made this with my eyes open. No. <laughs> yeah. And so maybe part of the joy was opening your eyes to find what was in your hands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. And I wonder if doing it like that as well uses a different part of your brain. It's not really using your thinking part of your brain in the same way, which maybe ties into that kind of mm. feeling of calm. I mean someone who's a psychologist will be listening to this and be saying, Kate, you do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> Where's the science, lady? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's your evidence? Yeah. <laughs> but um, also I think one of the things you can do is set yourself challenges to build something with your eyes open that is a recognisable thing. Mm. Um, and then you'll find that it's kind of easy and difficult all at the same time to build mm. something that's a recognisable thing. So I, I built something earlier... And I would like you to tell me if you can recognise what it is. Oh, OK, okay. this is fun. So the, the, what was on my mind was I was thinking I'm a little bit sleepy. I would like to sound wide awake and I would like to sound kind of energised. Uh -huh. So this is the thing that I built. Oh, I did oh. not expect it to look like that. It's a cup of coffee. Oh, I didn't That's very clever. Yes. So let's describe this for the listener. It's a series of orange blocks that have been put together in the shape of uh, a mug with a handle. With a handle. And a little, yeah, and a little brown top, like it's the, the top of your cup of coffee. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Thank you. You're very clever. Now, I think I lack all imagination when it comes to something like this and you talking about just building things without a plan in front of you I feel like I would probably get bored of that quite quickly because I'd be like I'm rubbish and what I've done is built a tower and another tower <laughs> I think I would really enjoy like with a jigsaw you've got a picture that you're following and with Lego when you've I like I haven't played Lego for years and years and we certainly didn't have massive kits but um 
I quite like the idea of having instructions. And I think mm. that there's something quite comforting in that as well. Like I don't have to be creative. I think freedom can paralyze us a little bit, can't it? And actually, um, one of the things I really loved when we were researching this episode was coming across David Beckham that during the first, he's become a bit of an ambassador for Lego because during the first lockdown, um, they'd bought kits for the kids and it ended up him <laughs> pouring over <laughs> these really complicated kits and instructions on his table. And I think there is something about us. There is something about us that wants to follow a recipe and wants to have a, a great creation at the end, isn't there? And that wants yeah. to be able to feel that satisfaction of completing something. Yeah, I think there are a, a number of different directions you can take with with any kind of sort of building or creative play that you might want to follow a very specific set of instructions to get a specific result. And that's a really good way of doing it. Like when I build something, it's always really, really kind of straight and obvious. And when I build something from a kit, I can see that the construction and the layers and the way things tie together is 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 far more advanced than I would yeah. ever make. But mm. the one thing I would suggest to people who are kind of a little bit tied to the kit is just give your give yourself permission not to be and you'd be surprised how how recognizable things can be with only a small number of bricks mm. yeah. so during the course of your research have you changed the way that you play were you were you always a lego fan or is this some a new addition into your life I came back to it as an adult when I started talking to the publisher because I had enjoyed playing with Lego as a child, but it was just one of those things that I'd sort of let go the way you, you leave behind a lot of your toys. And so it was a rediscovery for me. Yeah. And how does it make you feel then when you play with Lego now? How, how do you feel? Um, I do feel like I'm accessing my childlike side. You know, it just makes me happy. And also... One of the things about sort of being being tied to the result is that if you don't like it, it's so easy to take it apart and do it again. Like mm. one of the things I, I find is I often think, oh, where's my social media result? What can I show people? How can I get likes? Like even if I'm not consciously thinking it, you know, if I bake a cake, I'm like immediately I have to put it on social media. I have to show the world. Yeah. But A, you don't. And B, with Lego, <laughs> You really don't. There's no need to show that the oil platform weird thing you made exists. It could be yeah. just for you. And yeah. yeah, so it's given me permission to sort of make things and not show them off. Make things just for the fun of making them. Hello, Pat. Well, what are you doing over there? I, uh, I'm playing Lego. So I am. What is this oh, now? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so what am I building here? I don't know. What? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, bastard. Uh, could be a bird. No. No, it's not a bird. It could be a plane. No, it's not a plane. <laughs> well, I really don't know. I'm playing with Lego. I'm building now I just don't know It could be a bird It could be a plane Or an obscure offering From the depths of my brain I've given up on shooting On my toe What are you on about? 
something that my mind keeps going back to is this word joy that's come up quite a lot through this conversation and how, for me personally, I often associate joy or the feeling of joy with really big, momentous life occasions like standing on the top of the mountain or holding your child for the first time or, I don't know, doing something really special. But actually, we don't have to wait for those big life moments, do we, to feel joy. Joy can be experienced in really simple ways mm-hmm. on a daily basis. It doesn't yeah. have to be these huge, epic experiences. Mm, I think so. If you, you make a little character and it's got like arms and legs and like a flower on its head, then you just it makes you smile. Or mm. um, you were mentioning building towers Gwen mm. and like I love building towers I <laughs> I especially again during lockdown number one I, I found it hard to concentrate and I'd have my lego by the side of my workspace here and I'd just kind of stack things on top and I'd end up with like a a very precarious wobbly thing and you went you run out of the big square pieces quite quickly so you end up kind of having like weird shaped pieces and having to counterbalance them and like you end up with a tower that is very structurally unsound but just about stays up and then you put like a a little slice of lego pizza on the top or something you just feel really pleased with yourself (laughs) i don't know do you ever get a real kick from trashing something you've made from just like knocking the tower over that can feel good too looks like something you would enjoy kate (laughs) particularly if someone else has built it just march into the room i mean personally it makes me feel nervous (laughs) but i do enjoy taking part like i do enjoy like like pulling it apart but yeah I, I think everyone finds their own <laughs> types of joy <laughs> it's a darker side to we all know what Kate's is Kate loves the game of Jenga <laughs> I've always found Jenga rather stressful <laughs> ah you really see there you go <laughs> so you said before about as adults our relationship with risk and how sometimes this comes into play if you excuse the pun, this comes is a factor with our relationship with playing. The fact that we're more risk averse when we're adults. Mm. And I think that ties into the whole need for a perfect finish on whatever it is we're building or creating. Mm. Yeah, I think so. And that's why maybe it can feel a bit risky to to sort of say to yourself, I'm going to see if I can build a car or an ice cream cone because like what if it doesn't look like it it's kind of embarrassing to build something that doesn't look like the thing that you wanted it to but if it's just for you it doesn't matter I mean what I think is it's a kind of safe space to enjoy risk and that's really good for your mental health I mean there's been a lot of research carried out into the power of play and Lego published this Play Well report in 2018, which they they looked at families from about 10 different countries around the world. And the parents were saying, you know, I feel more relaxed after I've been playing. Like, I like playing with my children, but I also just Mm. like doing it. And, you know, there are mental health benefits. There are creativity benefits. There are sort of calmness and joyfulness benefits. And this idea of sort of having to think outside yourself, what could I make? What would it be? It's a way of 
just stepping slightly outside your comfort zone to take a risk and think, oh, could I build a thing? Will it be okay? Will it fall over? Like what what would be the worst thing is if it trashed itself and fell Mm. over or if someone Mm. walked in and like it fell over and it broke if Kate came by and like <laughs> it over, it. gave it gave a kick. It a kick. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you'd have the opportunity to deal with, with failure, with it not looking like it should or with it breaking. So you're always slightly in this very safe and minor way, you're kind of pushing up against limitations of what you've got, um, how well it fitted together. Did it look like the thing... But you come out of it just going, yeah, I had fun. I made a thing. And it, most of all, it didn't matter. Yeah. And I think you can carry that through into your life. Like <gasps> the book was designed to be about joy. But I think the benefits of mindful experiences and kind of coping experiences, like there's so much that can spring from it. It makes me want to allocate time for play. And I feel very yeah. sad, actually, that that we become so risk averse that's what you're saying isn't it well a that we become risk averse so we don't just want to mess around but also that our lives are so busy and we don't make time for it and when we do we feel guilty that we're not doing work or not doing something in inverted commas more productive and actually it is so important that we take time out from our day and that we you know, maybe in that in that afternoon period, you know, when you have the lull after work and or after yeah. lunch and you're sat there staring at your laptop and you think, I, I know that me sitting here trying to work is not not the best use of my time right now. Why not go and play? And yeah. and, it, and it, it sounds like then and because we've all been naturally drawn to it, that it is quite meditative. And actually to have that focused task where you're not on your bloody phone and you're not thinking about everything that's going on outside the doors. I think it's something that we should, that should be more of a priority, shouldn't it, in our lives? I think so. To put a value on it and to be like, that's important to spend that time. Because also there's a sort of a hierarchy of things that as functioning grown-ups we're we're supposed to spend our time on. So like you said, there's the work and all of the, the management of life, whatever that might look like in your own world. But then also exercise, mm. yoga, meditation, all these things. And like right at the bottom of it, I imagine, if we're going to make a list, would be just have a little play. You know, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's going to come after all of those things. But really... We, it's okay for us to move that up the list to be like no I'm not going to go for a run and then do some stretching and then do a hit workout and some yoga as the way I'm spending my free time good lord I, I know I mean who am I kidding have I ever done that I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna horrific. play with this random assortment of shapes that's what mm. I'm gonna do yes and in actual fact if we know that it's really good for our mental health and that it can bring joy then absolutely we should be bringing it up the priority list yeah mm. And I find like one of the main things I do um, in my free time is just sit watching TV. You mm. know, I yeah. can easily watch a couple of episodes of something every night and it's so passive. I mean, I, I enjoy it because I can switch off and just like let some space science fiction stuff like wash over me. But at the same time, like what if instead of watching two episodes of something, I just maybe put some music on and like, sat at the table with my Lego pieces and just kind of like mimbled around and sort of saw what happened with no particular plan. Yeah. Like, I think it's that idea of like getting out of your rut. I found in this year of being at home that I've become very sort of 
like an automaton. I do breakfast in the same routine. I get dressed in the same routine. I wear like the same three alternating fleeces every day. <laughs> and like, like I'm the same. <laughs> and this is the, this is the good one, the blue one. It's and, lovely. Um, thank you. And um, so I just think maybe breaking some of those patterns and just saying, what if I didn't do the same like two hours of Netflix, but had had a play with Lego instead, like. You just yeah. have a different energy in the evening. Yeah. So so why not why yeah. not try it? I really loved that image that you just that you just conjured there and I just that felt lovely, that idea of just kind of having the lights down low, some music mm. playing or a podcast that you're listening to mm. and you're just playing instead. Because you're absolutely right. We just fl- I just flop in front of the TV. I'm generally watching I deliberately might pick something that can, I can also flick through social media on while watching it. And um, yeah, it doesn't, you don't generally come away feeling like, haha, what great time I've just spent, <laughs> do you? Yeah, what a satisfying <laughs> evening. I watched seven episodes of Mad Men. Wonderful. <laughs> while scrolling through Twitter and yeah. Instagram yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And I think one of the nice things about, playing with an actual toy like lego or or, or other toys is that other toys are available other toys are available um (laughs) is that you can't scroll through social media you can listen to a podcast and that is very relaxing but you can't double screen you can't really single screen you need to focus on what you're doing so your hands are busy like your eyes are busy and like the the way it feels in your hands is really pleasing And the colours are nice Mm. and it gives you a chance to become absorbed um, in a slightly different way. And you don't need to scroll through absorbing like other people's days out on Instagram and other people's hot takes on Twitter. Yeah, I love what you were saying about the hands and doing something with your hands. What is that? That, I don't know if everybody's like that or, you know, that, that enjoyment of just having that something to fiddle with with your hands. I've got this ball of... Um, not plasticine, of blue tack on my desk that often I'll find myself, I'm not aware that I've picked it up and started, but I'll suddenly realise I'm just like kneading and pulling and tweezing this ball of blue tack. Mm. And I don't know if that says something strange about me, but it's very satisfying (laughs) and calming and soothing, actually, if I'm thinking about something. Yeah, I've got a whole sort of array behind the laptop here of, of like things, like I've got a pebble and a little squeezy ball and I just like to hold something in my hand because I think it does sort of maybe it sort of frees my mind in some way. The distractible part is busy being distracted yes. by the thing that I'm holding so that the thinking part can get on with the thinking. Maybe yes. that's it. But perhaps, that I mean, makes sense. if I think back to, um, you know, like people of my parents' age or, you know, or the people who were adults when I was young, like they all had hobbies that were and use their hands they were making things they were gardening they were knitting they were cooking they were you know like I think it's probably natural that we we like to be busy so this is a way of of being busy in this very sort of playful way whereas the scrolling is just like like it doesn't engage you you physically at all it just Mm. makes you have that kind of oh they're doing this cool thing that I'm not as you say you come out feeling Mm. usually a little bit lower than you started yeah. yeah. And I'm reading this amazing book at the moment called Atomic Habits by James Clear, which I don't know if you've read, but 
Oh, am I a goodness. It's one of the most, it's one of the most kind of jaw-dropping and mind-blowing um I, I do tend to exaggerate as well. I? <laughs> do blow things all out of all proportion. But it's one of those books that you read it, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And it's all about how habits are formed and how we have cues and rewards. And and yes, when we're scrolling, there is some reward in it. So And also when you're squeezing things, there is some pleasurable reward for your tactile reward for your fingers. So we can build, we can create new habits where we are playing with Lego blocks or etc., or making something in our breaks or in those moments where our mind just wants to wander for a moment and we would usually go to our phone. If we had something else in front of us, it would be a much healthier habit. Mm. And it is, yeah, it could help break the phone habit. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Or at least, like, if not solve the phone habit, just give you an alternative that works sometimes. You know, that mm. just that as you like with habits that gives you another habit that is also enjoyable. Mm. Because I think yeah. with phones, people often have it like, oh, I mustn't be on my phone. I should do nothing. Like it's negative. Like I've got to put the phone down. I mustn't touch it. I mustn't use it. I mustn't be addicted to it. But like, what if you offered yourself something else? What if you said, oh, I'm going to just just going to spend five minutes putting some bricks together. See what comes out. Then take the bricks mm. apart jenga them jenga them into smithereens <laughs> like whatever you enjoy i like to live in a predictable way i have the same old sandwich every day the same routine the same ideas the same tomatoes and the same cheddar cheese Oh, I'm willing to try something new With a nickel, pick a pickle and some chutney too I'll give it a try, yes, I'll give it a go I might just like it, well, you just never know But I'll always love a cup of tea Thank you so much to Abby Heden and you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram. You can find her at Abby Heden and her book, Lego, Build Yourself Happy, is available at all good bookstores. And just in case you haven't noticed, the beautiful soundscape that we are now listening to. <laughs> um, Lego have just released a White Noise album. I think it's called 10,000 Tiny Instruments, uh, which we, which is basically like a, 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 an art of noise kind of album. It, what is it? The number one experimental album of 2021 or something? Blimey. Do you think that's a long list? <laughs> experimental albums of 2021 maybe it population is population one Lego <laughs> and um, we would love to have played a bit but don't have the permission to so Kate recreated 
basically to the exact same quality, the sounds of playing with Lego. It was a high-tech setup. Just vision me, sat cross-legged on the carpet, click, click, clacking away. <laughs> that satisfying click, click, clack. Could I just say, if you want to go and check it out online, and maybe we'll put it in our show notes, the um, the White Noise album by Lego, um, it's actually a very satisfying listen. And yes. you get a little bit ASMR-y as well. Yeah, it's that, that clack, that noise. There's something about it that yeah. really tingles the brain. I like it. And good for you, Kate. Yours is excellent. Thanks, Dar. You know, when I was doing it, though, I realised how many Lego bricks go together without a single noise. There's about another five <laughs> minutes on that track of just silent Lego pieces smoothly attaching themselves to each other. <laughs> With you going, shit, after each God one. Damn it. Make more noise. <laughs> so those frustrations aside, how was playing Lego for you, Kate? Well, Abby set us some potential tasks to choose from just to kind of ease us in to play as opposed to, you know, crack on, find some bricks and do it. So she suggested we could either have a go at playing with Lego with our eyes closed or we could build a tower, big old tower, kick it down. Pizza on top. You know the style. (laughs) Pizza on top. (laughs) Or build a story, build something that represents us or represents a particular moment in our lives. Or the final option she gave us was to build something that makes us think of a friend. So I went for the easy one of just shutting my eyes, building stuff with my eyes closed. (laughs) I was going to say, option three and four is making me feel a little bit nervous. (laughs) You'd need a little bit of creativity for that, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Whereas just sort of shutting your eyes and having a nap while playing, that worked quite well. And it was really enjoyable. It That whole thing where you're doing something with your eyes shut and you block off that one sense, it heightens your other senses. The, the feeling of the bricks and having to... Because you don't know when you pick the brick up, you don't know which way around it is or what size or shape it is. You have to do all that kind of touchy-feely stuff to try and work yeah. out what the brick is and how it will fit on with what's in the rest of your hands. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it took a while to get into it. But then when I did, I think I chose completely the wrong selection of bricks. I just grabbed random handfuls rather than selecting I was going to ask pile. you this. How did you... Let's talk about how the setup. Did you, yeah, tip out a thousand blocks in front of you? Did you pick a, a smaller selection? How did you start? So we've just got a huge big box with every single bit of Lego we've ever had has just been chucked in there. So there's not just your bog standard bricks, there's your wires, there's your cables, there's your strange little shaped thing that came from a set from 20 years ago. Mm. So I just literally shoved my hand in there, grabbed a fistful, put it on the floor in front of me and cracked on. So it did mean that many of the parts I picked up, I was like, I don't know what this is. This does not feel like a Lego brick. (laughs) This feels like maybe an arm. (laughs) Or this this is like a wheel with no way of attaching it to anything else so a lot of body parts in there (laughs) yeah a lot of my time was spent just discarding bricks I don't know what to do with it but it was yeah it was a satisfying experience and then later on that day I then just sat down with my daughter and we put some music on and then we just made stuff and that was even more satisfying actually there was no kit no instructions just attaching things together and it was a similar thing I started off just being a bit distracted a bit feeling like I was forcing myself to do it. But then once I got past that point of, okay, I'm forcing myself to play with Lego because apparently it's good for you. Once I got past that stage, I began to relax 
and really enjoy it oh. and began to actually think about what I was doing. Like, oh, if I put a, a brick on the left here, it will balance it out so it doesn't fall over or, you know, all those little things. When I had my eyes shut, everything I built ended up looking like an oil rig. I was going to say, well, I want to know I'm the punchline to that. What did they? What did you build with your eyes closed? And was it a an nice surprise when you opened them again? <laughs> yeah, I didn't let myself peek. I kept my eyes shut for the whole time. And then when I got to that end moment, the big reveal, secretly I was hoping that I had created, you know, something award-winning. I just accidentally built the Eiffel Tower to, <laughs> to the exact dimensions and scale. But no, I built an oil rig that looked like it had been attacked by some bulldozer. But so we were maybe yeah. we were maybe a little bit hasty in taking the piss out of Abby with her broken transformer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Turns out that that is grade A Lego building. Yeah. So and so and how long did you last with your eyes closed? How long are we talking here? So with my eyes closed probably only about 15 minutes. Oh, right. That's a long time with your eyes closed, actually. It is quite a long time, isn't it? But yeah. then when I just sat playing regularly, eyes open, I'd say it was a good hour. Right. What about you? Have you had a Have you had a chance to have a play? Well, yes, I did. And I had a play with myself. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> Happy days. And um, I, what I did was... Um, I'd, my sister brought over exactly what you've described, a box full of every Lego piece. Like Lego hell. <laughs> yes, Lego heaven stroke Lego hell, um, where loads of bits were already, there was already semi-created pieces. And because I've got two nieces, I was really surprised at how much Lego's evolved and how feminine it is. Ah. Like there's obviously all these kits for girls as well. So, I mean, I can't remember it offhand, but it looked like there was like a little hair salon or, you know, there's all these little things oh. that were... Um, Super feminine. Anyway, I had some, I had on me audiobook, as I mentioned earlier. In fact, I got it wrong earlier. Eleanor yeah. Oliphant is completely fine. And yeah. I cracked myself a Corona beer. Um, slice of lime. Slice of lime. Yeah, bit of lemon in there. And, like um, and I just, I spent some time just pulling pieces apart. And then I was really like, what am I going to do with this? And I just thought, <laughs> I'm just going to do what she said. I, I forgot the, the um, suggestions that she'd given us. And I just thought, yeah. I'm just going to put put bricks together and just see yeah. how that evolves. And so I had a little like a little flat square and I was just putting blocks onto it and then yeah. as the my tower was growing then it was kind of expanding outwards. I guess possibly mine was a bit of an mm. oil rig in the end. It was, but it was um it was just really <laughs> satisfying like like troubleshooting like yeah. kind of going okay can I now find a piece yeah. that's going to go across these two towers and join them together and then create another platform over here and oh no these aren't the quite the right height yet so I need another thin bit to go in there and I found I was totally focused yes brilliant well this is the thing isn't it that that's what we're aiming for to get into that focused headspace yes and that was the joy of it. And not being on my phone, although yeah. it was somebody ringing me that ended the session in the end. Um, sure. But for the most part, I wasn't on my phone. And I was really just, um, yeah, just just engaging in and focusing on and being absorbed by the task that I was doing. Brilliant. Yeah. And did it take you a while to get to that state? Did you sort of have to kind of force yourself to keep at it for a little bit or did you just feel straight off the bat you were really engaged with it? No, at first, yes, 
actually that's a really good question because after a few minutes I was like oh god I can't yeah. you know what am I doing what am I making I've got no idea what I'm making I'm, you know what's yeah. this going to look like and I was really then tuning into what she said about let go of the outcome like yeah. this you're not going to be taking a photo for Insta it doesn't have to look like anything just put bricks together and when yes. I kind of just totally let go of the outcome I finally then started to enjoy it and I actually yeah. ended up doing it for about an hour just sat there at Did my you? kitchen table yeah. Yeah. yeah and then I went off and decided right now I can go watch Line of Duty but um, yes but I just that would have usually been me lying on the couch flicking through my phone watching telly and it was it felt really wholesome and yeah I think it did yeah it does your brain a lot of good doesn't it just focusing yeah. It really does. And it just calms the thoughts a bit. It stops you, stops the mind whirling about with all those other things that we're juggling in our lives on an everyday basis. Yes. And the, I think the point that you've just got to stick with it just for a little bit, just until you get into that rhythm, is a good one to make. Yes, yes. And I was talking to you before, there's been this um, article that came out recently from in the New York Times, um, summing up how we're all feeling, which is languishing, um, which is somewhere between, it, it's, the, it's the much neglected middle child between flourishing, while you, where you get everything done, and depression, where you get very little done. Languishing is somewhere in the middle where you kind of just can't be bothered. And, what, yeah. and a lot of our problem at the moment is that our focus is so fragmented and... Yeah. Um, like for people working at home and also homeschooling, you know, over the last year, our focus has been really torn. And yeah. so it's ended up with this just lethargy. And one of the antidotes to feeling like you're languishing and feeling just a bit blah is um, is doing focus tasks. And I was yes. like, how interesting. That's exactly what she's saying. And so, yeah, being Absolutely. absorbed in something um, and the more you do it, like if you if you decide that you're going to do that three times a week for half an hour or or however much you can spare, the more you do it, the more you are, um, I guess, retraining your brain to, yeah, to be focused and not scattered. And ultimately, it's going to improve our mental health. So that's such an interesting point. So to get us out of that feeling of of lethargy, we need to the the antidote is focus, focus yes, on something. Focus. Yeah. 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 And that you, that's not an easy thing, necessarily. Mm. So actually, you've got to make the effort to get to that point of focus. But then once you're in that that focused flow of concentrating on something, the benefits are so worthwhile. Yeah, and that's exactly the word they use. It's our favourite word, isn't it? Flow. And that yeah. is the antidote. And I don't know about you, but I have my focus has gone out the window at the moment. I am scrolling all the day long and <laughs> and it's like oh my goodness this has got out of hand so yeah the antidote to that is flow which you can get yeah. through play and through focus periods of play well, well that's a nice way to get some flow going right? on in your life isn't it yeah well another thing that i found about the lego is i really enjoyed just the act of clicking things together and taking them apart and this is something we spoke about with Abby and um, about how she does that and about how I sort of have this little blue tack that I play with at my desk. And actually, I'm going to start having a little couple of bricks of Lego, I think, on my desk just to play with and fiddle with because it gets out that that fiddly energy. Yeah. I don't know if that's a technical term. I think you that know, is. Fiddly energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and once, if I've got a distraction for that, then my brain is able to focus better on whatever the task at hand is. 
Yes. Am I alone in experiencing this? No, because that's exactly what she was saying, wasn't it? And she's, she drew True. parallels with the sound therapy um, episode yeah. that it's it's having that, not something that your brain can necessarily latch onto, but it is engaging you in that moment. So it helps to focus you. Hashtag science. <laughs> yeah, we nailed that. <laughs> but Gwen, do you think you will be reaching for the box of Lego again anytime soon? Do you know what? Yes, I think so. And um, I mean, having said that, that was about a week ago and I haven't done it since. But I have kept hold of my sister's uh, or my niece's box of Lego with a view to aspirational Gwen um, is going to have like a little corner set up of the table where there is just Lego and that um, when I'm yeah when I'm trying to do a million things at once or in the evening and I just want to flop I'm thinking that was Mm. so lovely to sit there with an audio book and just play for a bit Mm. and yeah so definitely and and I I need to work hard at trying to refocus my brain at the moment so I'm definitely down for that this is this does seem a very easy way to do it (laughs) so this will solve all your problems exactly (laughs) playing who knew (laughs) um how about you Kate well I'm very much one of those people where out of sight out of mind so if the lego box goes back in the cupboard I will forget that Lego was ever invented. So like you, I'm going to have to keep it out, keep it in the corner of the room. But yeah, I'm definitely going to keep some. In fact, I already have got some little bricks on my desk. And um, yeah, keep a little box in the corner of the room so that when you're just sat around, have a little play. I think I will. Yeah. Good. The joy of play. There we go. The joy of play. What a journey we've been on. With the joy of playing with ourselves, it is doing us good after all. (laughs) Thank you for listening. And as always, you can email us at writeoutmypodcast at gmail.com. We always love hearing from people, whether that's feedback or ideas and thoughts about future episodes even. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at writeupmy. We would love it if you would like to subscribe wherever you are listening. And if you feel able to, pop over to Apple where you can leave us a review and a rating, five out of five, please, because that makes us look good and feel good. And also head over to our Patreon site. You can find us at www.patreon.com forward slash write up my podcast where you can find extra content, all of the wonderful musical jingles that we do and a lot of the things that we reference during the episode. We'll then put that content onto Patreon. So head over there. In fact, for this episode, we're going to put up some pictures of Lego that we've made and that Abby made during our interview. And I reckon we'll put up Kate's version of the Lego Orchestra as well. Oh, I think we should. It's a sonic joy. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you to our wonderful, talented team. As always, we could not do this without you. You are amazing. To our editor, Andy Turvey, the music maestro, Andrew Grimes, our content editor, Kat O'Briel, who's also been writing lyrics with Andy, and our resident artist, Erica Francis-George. Thank you very much, you awesome people. We'll be back in two weeks where we'll be talking about energy healing. But in the meantime, keep doing things to make you feel good. Bye-bye. Tell me. Did you like the podcast, Brian? No! Oh.
If unlike Brian you thought our podcast was really great Then don't hold back, like, subscribe and tell your mate But if like Brian you thought our podcast wasn't fun Then just keep quiet, don't feel the need to tell anyone We'd love to hear from you if you've got some thoughts to share Such rich and lovely views that all should be aware of But I hope you liked our podcast and you thought it was really great And if you did, like, subscribe and tell your mate Cause we don't need grumpy pants bringing everybody down No, we don't need negative Nellies making people frown No So I hope you liked our podcast and you thought it was really great And if you did, like, subscribe and tell your mate